Blessed assurance and welcome to Kingdom Christian Fellowship, KCF. We reveal the reality of the kingdom of God and Christ Jesus in the lives of people all over the world. As you listen to this message, we pray that you are blessed and inspired to improve your relevance in the kingdom of God. And everyone responsible for this program, I really appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. This morning, you will never be the same. Amen. I can assure you that. Amen. I just want you to open up your heart. Today happens to be the final day. Trust me, something will happen to you. Amen. If you came here sick, you will live here instantly healed. Amen. The Spirit of God is going to minister to you. And you will go back with fire. Amen. I happened to go for waiting. So I've been on waiting since Monday. Woo! And <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Wow. They actually just picked me up from the retreat center. Wow. So Love it. I'm quite weak, but when I hold the microphone, everything changes. I know you'll never be the same because you are the first group of people I'm ministering to wow. after going to Egypt. Tell Jesus I want a fresh encounter with you. Come on, lift your voice and pray. Jesus is here! 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 J
We love you, Jesus. We need your fire. Fresh fire. We want to love you more. We want to yearn for you alone. For you are our heart desire. Flood our hearts with the revelation knowledge of your son, Jesus. 
that we will know what's the hope of your calling and what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of your power to us what who are believed according to the working of your mighty power which you wrought in christ when you raised him from the dead far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age but in that which is to come we ask that you fill us with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that we walk worthy of you unto all pleasing and bearing fruits unto every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. We praise you, Lord, and we exalt you for this day. For those you forgive, you predestinated them to be conformed to the image of your Son, that you might be the firstborn amongst many brethren. For those you predestined, you called, and those you called, you justified, and those you justified, you glorified. Of his own will he begat us by the word of truth that we should become a kind of first food among all his creatures we thank you father that we are begotten not of corruptible seed but of the incorruptible seed of the word of god which liveth and abideth forever we ask that your anointing comes upon your people let them realize their purpose let them see and experience the power of god like never before jesus ministered to your people that they never live here the same. We give you praise and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, please be seated. Hallelujah. I want to quickly teach you something out of the theme given to me on what I call fire on my altar if you read 2nd Timothy chapter number 2 from the verse 3 He says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man worried, that worried entangled himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him whom he has chosen to be a soldier. And if a man also strive for masteries, yet he is not crowned except he strive lawfully. The husbandman, or what we call the farmer, that laborer must be the first partaker of the fruits. Now, get ready to project Leviticus chapter 6 from the verse 8 to 13 and Leviticus chapter 9, the verse 24. Now, if you read this verse of scripture very carefully in 2 Timothy chapter 2, the verse 3 to 5, you realize that Paul began to explain to the believer that when you become born again as a child of God sonship is an eternal bliss in the Christian life but we need to understand that in the midst of sonship there are spiritual occupations that the believer needs to understand we are sons of God yet Paul qualifies the believer with three spiritual occupations Number one, he calls the believer a soldier. Number two, he calls the believer an athlete. And number three, he calls the believer a farmer. 
if you read these verses very carefully Paul was trying to communicate something very invite, very vital to us first of all when he described that of the soldier he spoke concerning devotion meaning one thing you find in the life of a soldier is devotedness the second was the athlete and what he described the athlete with is striving for mastery which has got to do with discipline so the next thing that has got to do with the athlete is what we call discipline then finally with the farmer he called him a laborer so with the farmer it has got to do with labor meaning you need the devotion of a soldier the discipline of an athlete and the hard work of a farmer to understand how the Christian life operates. Now remember, in the devotion of the soldier, his task is to please his master. In that of the athlete, his task is to win the race. The task of the farmer is to harvest seeds. And this is very important for us to understand that in order to please God, you need the devotion of a soldier. In order to win God, you need the discipline of an athlete. And in order to harvest God, you need the hard work of a farmer. And this is where Christianity falls. We have undevoted believers. We have indisciplined believers. And we have lazy believers. And we need to understand that the believer is solely responsible for how much usage he wants God to use him. God doesn't determine that. You determine that. Hallelujah. And when it comes to the subject of discipline, you find many believers struggling. Discipline is deciding to do what you are supposed to do irrespective of how you feel. When Christians understand this, they know that prayer is not something you, you joke with. Fasting, holiness, purity is something we don't joke with. Now, oh, alright. Let me teach you this. Leviticus chapter 6 from the verse 8. Let's read that verse before we get into something I prepared for you Leviticus chapter 6 from the verse 8 now the Bible says and the Lord speak unto Moses saying command Aaron and his son saying this is the law of the burnt offering it is the burnt offering because of the burning upon the altar all night unto the morning and the fire of the altar shall what ever be burning in it and the priest shall put on his lining garment and his lining breeches shall be shall he put on upon his flesh and take up the ashes which the fire has consumed upon the burnt offering of the altar and he shall put them beside the altar and he shall put off his garments and put on garments and carry for the ashes without the camp unto a clean place and the fire 
upon the altar shall be burning in it and it shall not be put out and the priest shall burn wood on it every morning and lay the burnt offering in order upon it and he shall burn thereon the fat of the peace offerings the fire shall what ever be burning upon the altar let's read the last one one to go it shall never go out finally come with me to leviticus 9 24 thank you holy spirit leviticus 9 24 now the bible says and they came a fire out from before the lord and consumed upon the altar the burning offering and the fat which when all the people saw they shouted and fell on their faces oh this is good thank you holy spirit now in the book of leviticus god began to instruct moses concerning the construction of the tabernacle so first of all god told him to construct what we call the altar of sacrifice which was the first article or uh, furniture that you saw when you enter into the uh, uh, tabernacle of moses the second item you found when you enter into the tabernacle of moses was what we call the brazen lava or the washing lava from there you proceed into the holy place of the tabernacle where you're going to see what we call the lampstand or the menorah or the table of showbread from there you proceed to what we call the altar of incense from there you also proceed to um, um what we call um the ark of covenant which was inside the holy of holies now when you see the tabernacle of Moses, the first element that was in the altar court was what we call the altar of burning sacrifice. And what happened was that burnt offerings were made upon that altar. In Leviticus chapter 9 verse 24, the Bible says that fire came from heaven and consumed the altar. Meaning, when they were done constructing that altar of sacrifice, it was God that kindled the fire for the first time. They didn't use matches or a stove or rocks to crack that fire. The Bible says in Leviticus 9.24 that fire came down from heaven and consumed the altar. Since that time, the fire remained on the altar. But surprisingly, in Leviticus chapter 6 from the verse 8 to 13, God said to the priest, the fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. And the priests were given two responsibilities. Now pay attention. The first responsibility was to take ashes from the altar and carry it outside the camp. And their second responsibility as priests was to cut new wood and place the wood upon the fire so the fire can keep burning. Now I began to ask myself questions. If God set the fire in Leviticus 9.24, why does the priest have to keep the fire? If God set the fire, who keeps the fire? God! Yet God began to tell them, you are supposed to replace the ashes that comes upon the altar with fresh wood every morning. Now, what did that mean to us? Number one, it meant that that fire God set could have gone out. Number two, it meant that if the priests did nothing about that fire, in as much as it came from God, it could have gone out. Now, this will shock you to understand. 
In the New Testament, the Bible says in Revelation 1.5 that we have been made kings and priests unto our God. In First Peter chapter 2, the verse 9, the Bible calls us a royal priesthood. In First Peter 2, 5, the Bible calls us a holy priesthood. That means we are holy priests to offer spiritual sacrifices and we are royal priests to manifest the excellencies of God's glory. So in the New Testament, priest of God is every believer. And the Bible commanded the priest to make sure that the fire upon the altar, which God himself set, must ever be burning. How? By replacing ashes with fresh wood. Now, listen carefully. Do you know it was the priest that went to the forest, cut the wood, break them into pieces, and place the wood in the fire. By the next morning, that's, that wood that they invested in, by placing upon the fire became ashes and they had to go back every morning to catch fresh wood and place that fresh wood on the fire consistently every day now pay attention we need to understand that when a child of God is born again number one he becomes a priest number two his heart becomes God's altar Number three, the Holy Spirit releases a consuming fire into his life that causes fresh zeal upon him to do mighty works for God. But we need to understand that that fire can only be kept by doing something. I have seen believers who are so much on fire for Jesus Christ. After six months, that fire is gone. And you are saying, Jesus, what is happening to me? I'm going to tell you what has, been, what has killed your fire so far. It was the duty of the priest to take off ashes. Meaning, listen, listen. Have you ever heard a believer who said, oh, um, those times when I was praying. Have you ever heard a believer say, those times when we were doing three days and four days fast. When we were fasting for seven days. When we were fasting for 21 days. You've heard believers say that. These are people who are boasting of ashes. Now listen, you need to understand that the priest was to replace ashes with fresh food. Meaning the same things you do that keeps you going are the same things you must do to keep going. So many people think you can graduate from prayer or graduate from fasting or graduate from holiness. Listen, there is no graduation in the very things you did that kept your fire. Now listen. God gave you the fire. You maintain the fire. And you do that by removing ashes. Anytime you realize you are getting weak in prayer. You must remove the ashes and replace it with fresh wood. Now, there is something you need to understand about the fresh wood. Now, the fire was divine. The wood was natural. Meaning, there are physical things you must do to keep the divine life. Listen. Do you know that when the wood, which was cut from the earth, natural, came into contact with the fire, the fire grew. There are physical things you must do to open up the life of the divine. For example, when you are praying, it seems so natural because it's like you are talking. 
But actually, what you do in prayer is how you use a natural thing to to ignite the fire of God upon your life. When you are reading the Bible, it's as though it is natural because it's a book you are reading. But actually, that, that is a natural discipline you are supposed to engage in to make the fire of God increase upon your life. Listen, a believer can increase in divine capacity. You can. You can increase in divine capacity. We are priests of God and we must start to come to a place where we have spiritual intelligence to notice when we are getting dry as, as Christians. Am I helping someone? Can I please have a, a face towel or something? So listen to me. There are elements that helps a believer to keep his fire burning. Now hear this. If you are a Christian who is not growing, it is not an accident. It is deliberate. Did you hear what I said? If you are a Christian and you are not making spiritual advancement, you are not growing as a child of God, it is not an accident. It is deliberate. You, you have deliberately caused your stagnancy. Many Christians don't know that because they feel it is the responsibility of God to keep their fire. That's not true. If it is the will of God, he will restore my fire. Since when? So we have many Christians who have gone cold, who have become lazy, who have become lukewarm, and they are expecting God to do something. God does not do something until you do something. I'm teaching good here. You know, you don't like this teaching, right? <laughs> so, I, I want to give you about four elements. That will keep a believer's fire burning. Are you ready? Number one, the first element that helps a believer to keep his fire burning is prayer and fasting. Many don't want to hear it, but you will hear it. Prayer and fasting. Now, if you are a believer who fears prayer and fasting, I can tell you, you will never go far in your work with God. Because I never saw any man God used mightily right from Bible days into church history, into our current dispensation, whoever amounted to anything without prayer and fasting. Many Christians don't know the place of prayer and fasting. Now hear this. When God created the whole universe and made man, remember before Adam came, food was already in session. Water was already available. So God came in the cool of the day to fellowship with man. Now, if man prayed, which was a kind of fellowship with God, and man already had food or material things, do you think man was asking God for something? So, that first tells us that prayer is not first of all asking things. 
Prayer is first of all, fellowship with God. Now, we need to understand that God's will in prayer is not first of all that we receive something. God's will in prayer is that first of all, we become something. Because if prayer does not change you, it can't change things. Now, the word prayer is from the Greek word prosukomai. That word prosukomai is from three Greek words pros, eo, and komai. Now, the word pros means face to face, the word eo means on legal grounds. And the word komai means to find it all or to explore to the end. So when you put prosu command together, which is prayer, it means face to face with God on legal grounds to explore God to the end. Face to face with God on legal grounds to exhaust all that is in God. So we need to understand that prayer is actually an adventure in God. Prayer is staying with God until you become like Him. Have you ever gotten to a place where you decide to pray because you love God? I find Christians who use prayer as an emergency exit. You will, you will be in trouble. If you are a believer who prays when you are in trouble, then you are in trouble. And if you don't pray when you are in trouble, then you yourself you are in trouble. Prayer is the most important part of the believer's life. Listen, nothing functions actively, effectively and efficiently in the life of a Christian who does not pray. And we need to understand that according to 1 Samuel 12, 23, prayerlessness is sin. He says, as for me, I will not cease to pray. I will not sin against God by ceasing to pray for you. Every single day you cease to pray is a day you keep sinning. And listen, the sin of prayerlessness is the first sin a believer commits before committing other sins. Oh, I know you are struggling with masturbation. I know your problem. When I do an investigation on your prayer life, you don't pray. Jesus said that pray lest you enter into temptation. Meaning, prayer and sin are mutually exclusive. A praying believer will not find himself sinning easily. A sinning believer will not find himself praying easily. In other words, a believer who spends time in the presence of God will be able to find temptations and overcome it. That means prayer is number one antidote against sin. So number one, if you are having a last problem, if you are having an addiction problem and you don't have a prayer life, forget about it. You can watch all kinds of solutions from YouTube and I'm telling you, your life will be worse off. Listen, God is not after a behavior modification. He's after life transformation. And life transformation is a product of fellowship. When the priest who is supposed to remove the ashes, when it is time for him to remove it, does the priest say, I'm too busy to do it? That is his duty. Since when did your work become an idol that takes the place of your function as a child of God? All Christian failures begins from prayerlessness. Prayer is the first element that brings fire in the life of a believer. Now, 
we see God become flesh in the person of Jesus Christ. Now, if we see Jesus and we know Jesus is God and Jesus as God became man to relate with man and yet we find Jesus pray. This, this doesn't make sense. When God found himself as a man, he prayed to let man know that as long as you are in this panoply called flesh, prayer is the only key for your sustenance. Because Jesus did not need to pray because he's God. Yet, he prayed. So, if Jesus, who is God, found himself as a man praying, how much more you? You'll be shocked that before Jesus Christ was baptized in Jordan, in Luke chapter 3, verse 14, the Bible says, whilst he was being baptized, he was praying. So that the heavens was opened to Jesus as a result of prayer. Mark 1.35, the Bible says, a great while before day, Jesus Christ rose up, went into the wilderness and prayed. Now, for your information, Jesus was not a superman. If Jesus was a superman, he wouldn't have been qualified to die for us. Meaning, every kind of temptation any man or woman will go through, Jesus went through. In other words, if Jesus rose a great while before day, anything that happens to you when you wake up at dawn, it happened to him. Have you ever woken up at four o'clock? You said you want to pray, you decided to put your head down for the next five minutes. By the time you woke up, it was 6 a.m. And you just said, Lord, into your hands I commit my spirit. Has it happened to you before? Okay, it happened to Jesus. It happened to Jesus. And yet he prayed. In Luke 6, 12, the Bible says he prayed all night. The next day, do you know what he did? He chose 12 disciples. Jesus had to pray all night to choose 12. Ah, God, you are all knowing. He prayed all night to choose 12. And out of the 12, one was a devil. So, if so imagine you who don't pray. You will choose 12 devils to walk with you as companions. And many don't know that prayer is, oh my goodness, is the key to having divine direction. You make so many mistakes. You choose boyfriends who are not supposed to be in your life because you don't pray. of decisions all kinds of decisions I'm telling you because you don't pray listen every prayerless decision is a bad decision any decision you took that you did not pray it was a bad one it was a bad one and many don't know this Jesus Christ was ministering to people in Luke chapter 5 in the verse 16, the Bible says he withdrew himself and went to the wilderness and went to pray. If you read NIV, he says he withdrew himself often. That means intermittently, apart from his morning prayer, intermittently, whilst ministering, he goes back to rejuvenate and comes back to work. Listen, we need to understand that the Christian life is a powered life. Very important reality. When I say Christian life is a part life, you understand by everything around here. 
this AC is powered, that's why it's functioning. This mic is powered, that's why it's functioning. Try turning off the power and let's see what is going to happen here. I will struggle. Many of you are not functioning because you are not powered. How come you faithfully take your phone to a charger to charge? You take your laptops to the charger to charge. In fact, you reload your credits when it's finished. You take your car to the fuel, uh, to the fuel station to refuel your, your car. Yet you have not taken your soul to God for refuel. So listen, you have been faithful with a phone that is today and tomorrow is no more. You are faithful with a car that can get bent in just one second. But unfaithful with your soul, unfaithful with your relationship with God and you keep procrastinating. Do you know what happens when you don't charge your phone daily? You will miss important calls. Many of you have missed the important calls of God in your life because you don't pray. I met one guy who said, man of God, I've received many prophecies I'm going to be a great man of God. It's been five years, nothing is happening. I said, wow. And I asked him, so how's your Christian journey? What do you do when you wake up in the mornings? He said, when I wake up, I, I get cocoa and both float. I, I take in the morning. I said, wow. That's very powerful. And what next? He, he said, I, there's a season movie I've started watching. I watch from 9 till about 3 or 4 p.m. Then I dress up, go to church and go and lead prayers. When I'm done, because I'm a prayer warrior, when I'm done, I come back, I watch a bit, and I fall asleep, and I sleep. I wake up sometimes around four. I pray a little. Sometimes I sleep. It's a bit difficult. because I said, oh, okay. And I asked him, who prophesied to you again? He said, Archbishop has prophesied to him. Reverend Ampiakofi has prophesied to him. He mentioned all the generals we know in Ghana. And I told him nothing will happen. Nothing. And that's what many of you are doing. Prophecies have been said concerning your life and you are waiting for God to fulfill it. You'll be 60 years. I went for a retreat center for waiting. I went for 30 days fast. That was in January. Some few days to end the fast. I had my Bluetooth headset for music whilst I'm praying. So I placed the phone on uh, my bench and I kept praying with a Bluetooth headset on my head and I kept going further away from the phone. At the point in time when I went further away from the phone, what happened was that I began to hear breakages in the Bluetooth uh, uh, headset. And I kept still going further away from the Bluetooth headset and suddenly I had disconnected. I kept moving and suddenly I, I had switched off. And I quickly ran back to the phone and I had on then I had connected and the song started playing and God says this is the devotional life I said how God said listen I am the phone you are the bluetooth this bluetooth is useless without the phone playing through it your life is useless without God flowing through you so if, if you want God to keep flowing through you you must stay connected and many of you are going further away, further away, further away. And guess what happened? There were breakages, but it was still plain. And many of you have, have gone further two days, three days, four days, no prayer. Five days, you have never sat down with your Bible. One week, two weeks, four weeks, you never prayed. It may seem as though things are working, but I'm just giving you time. I know what is going to happen to you. I know. Because any believer who stays disconnected from God for a very long time dies spiritually. 
Very soon, you, you, certain videos that were not appealing now becomes appealing. You know why? You are disconnected. Disconnect a leaf from a tree. Guess what happens in a few days? It withers. I know why you are falling into that kind of temptation. I know why you are falling into fornication. I know you are disconnected. Because anytime you are connected and you come into prayer, the Holy Ghost has a way of convicting you. You can't live the same. He has a way of speaking to your heart. You're, something happens to you. The life of a believer who remains connected to God. I'm telling you. The, phone, the, the Bluetooth became useless because the phone playing through it was disconnected. And that is what has happened to many believers today. You want to stay on fire, stay connected. Have a consistent prayer life. Ask God to help you to build one and start one. Look for a convenient time to pray. Many don't have that discipline. They wake up in the morning, the first thing they touch is their phone to see WhatsApp messages of people who don't care about them. Leave this world by dying today and you realize those people who said they cared about you didn't care because they'll mourn after one month, they go back to life. And the one who truly cares about you, you ignore and neglect him. And yet, you want to see a victorious life. It can't work that way. There's one man called Robert McShane Murray of the old centuries. He said, I would never talk to any man until I speak to God first. So when he wakes up in the morning, anybody greets him, he doesn't respond. He says, until I've spoken to God, I will speak to no man. Look at such conviction. Why would not God use such a man? You'll be praying and what's happening? What kind of disrespect is that? Do you go to a bank and see a teller what's happening whilst talking to a client? People don't know what it means to talk to the creator. They don't know that reverence is a very important factor in working with the creator. And this generation has lost it. And God is calling up, He's calling us back. He's calling us back to a prayer life. Because no see, many people are praying for revival. Until you are revived, there will be no revival. Revival first begins in the soul of a man and it transmits in the lives of other people. You can't ask for a revival for nations when you yourself are not revived. You can't ask for fire for the nations when you yourself are not on fire. You can't give what you don't have. Go back to your prayer closet. You missed it. You missed it. You missed it. Look at Jesus. He prayed from the beginning of his ministry. Prayed in the course of his ministry. Even at the end of his ministry, his last word was a prayer. Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. And he rose up. The Bible says in Hebrews 7.25, he ever lived to make intercession for us. So Jesus began in prayer, moved in prayer, ended in prayer, ascended in prayer. And Jesus is still praying. And that's that's shocking and he's praying still as a man no wonder he said in Luke 18:1, he says he gave this parable to this end that men always ought to pray and not faint that means the secret to fainting is prayerlessness I'll tell you something most of the problems many Christians go through put it on a list name it financial issues marital issues Relationship issues. Sicknesses. All kinds of things. 
the, see, the number one on top of the list of your problem is prayerlessness. If you cancel that, it will cancel the rest. I'm telling you. If you cancel that, it will cancel the rest. The last time, the Lord was teaching me something about prayer and wrestling. I don't know if I've demonstrated that to someone before. How many have watched tag team champions in wrestling? If you watch that, lift up your hands. Let me see you. Can I have four people around? I need you. I need you. Please come. Come. All right. Come. Sir, please come. Sir, please come. All right. So please stand here for me. Now, please watch this thing carefully. Come here. All right. Yes. Come here. This way. All right. All right. So you come here. Wonderful. All right. Sir, please come. No, so you face me. All right. Now, watch this. Come. Now, so you know that in tag team champions, okay, two people fight in the ring, right? When one is weak, he calls the other. I, you get that? All right. So, this is God. This is the believer. This is life problems and the demons in your family. And this is the devil. Is it clear? Is it clear? Now, in a wrestling, it's just an example, please. Now, in wrestling, so as if you're wrestling, okay, and you try overcoming it. So, just allow yourself to be overcome, okay? So, go down. Go down. Yeah. So, now, this is the believer. Life problems, demons, wrong thoughts, depression, affliction, all kinds of things holding this guy down. And this guy is weak. Now, this guy can be crying and say, Lord, why? God says, my son, my hands are stretched, but they are rules. Listen, so this is God. God's hand is stretched on the ring, but he can't come in until he is tapped. So, on this, listen, this guy can be crying and saying, God, you are not fair. God, why am I going through this? God, why are you allowing me to go through this depression? All these wrong thoughts, all this masturbation, all these issues happening to me. God, why? And God is asking you rather, he's saying, why? My hands are stretched. Guess what? You have to do something called what? tapping and what happens when you tap what happens you go out and this strong man comes in to fight your life problems and the devil listen listen you need to understand that the, the believer was designed to be aided that is how come you are a dependent being you were never designed to be independent listen in this life eh the, see, the more the more you grow the more independent you become so when you grow into maturity there's a time you leave your parents and you become independent it is not so in the spirit in the spirit the more you grow the more dependent you become you depend constantly on the holy ghost and it begins by prayer so prayer is how we tell god that god i'm weak i can't that's why I said this. Only poor men pray. You are too rich. That's why you don't pray. Psalm 34, the verse 5. I was shocked when I saw that. David said, this poor man cried. And he heard him. Was David a poor man? No. But when he came to prayer, he said, this poor man cried. Meaning prayer is how you tell God how bankrupt you are in yourself to save yourself and call upon him to pour out his riches. Anybody who can pray is a humble man. Prayerlessness is the highest definition of pride. 
It is saying, God, I can. That's why you are where you are. Please sit down. Listen, people have prayed though. When I read history and I find people who pray and I look at our generation, we can't even pray for one hour. We get angry. We get angry. I read an account of Apostle Joseph Babalola. This man went for a 40 days water fast, came back. He was so much on fire, they asked him to bless food. Beloved, bless food for us to eat. He laid hands on the food. Jesus. Jesus. One hour. Two hours, three hours, four hours, five hours. His eyes were closed. Six hours, eight hours, ten hours, fifteen hours, twenty hours, twenty-four hours, twenty-eight hours, thirty hours, thirty-two hours. You see, you are looking at my face. You are saying it's a lie. Yes, your current level, everything is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> It's your current level deceiving you. The man standing here and preaching to you, I prayed 24 hours before, 2 a.m. to 2 a.m. So I'll believe it. One of our church ushers, he prayed 48 hours non-stop. So you won't believe it, so we understand. 32 hours. When he opened his eyes, people have dressed, gone for work and come back. This is a man... Apostle, he was in prayer one time. He sweat in prayer without realizing. When he woke up, his sweat had become a pool. In his, in his knees were, were inside the water. One time he came from a prayer mountain. And he was thirsty. He couldn't go down the mountain. And he commanded water to come out of a rock. Apart from Moses, he's the only one alive. In fact, only one who was alive then. Who commanded water to come out of a rock. You can go and check it on YouTube. You'll find the rock. It's still there. The water is still there. There was a time he went to a village, prayed for the sick. The sick people were so many. He had to go and he blessed a river. Anybody that fetched that river got healing. Within three hours, the river ran dry. And all these people have come to live. A man called Praying Hyde. This man, see, he prayed himself sick. He prayed continuously until years, years of prayer, traveling. And normally he lied on one side. He prayed until one time he had a, a, a problem. When they went to the doctors, his heart has shifted from left to right. And the doctor said he has to be silent for about two years before he shifts back. He said, okay. He went back to go and pray. And the heart shifted back. People have prayed. E.M. Bounds, apart from the Apostle Paul in prayer, nobody, no human, no human entity has written on anything about prayer as deep as E.M. Bounds. He prayed until by the time he was 45, he was looking 84. We read about these people and we feel ashamed for our generation. Where is the hunger? Where's your hunger? Where's your passion for the Lord? To say the Lord, until I see your glory manifest in my life, I will, I, will, I will fast for the next 21 days. I returned from my 40 days water fast last year. 
I came this year, I continued 40 days on water. When I finished, I waited two months. After two months, I've gone back to my six days fasting. I fast six times a week. And this week, I went for only water fast. I'm sure some of you, after that 40 days fast, that's the end of your life. I've gone back to that journey. Listen, we need to understand that, listen, this Christian life is not a joke. One of my sons, who is a pastor of our church, he has been called as a military officer. And before they came there, the soldiers were warning them the torture they are going to go through for six, six, uh, 15 months. They are, they are going to sleep only two hours a day. You know what the soldier said to him? He said, within three months, they will take civilian life out of their heart. They will take them to the helicopter and leave them on ropes to come down. They will leave them in a bush to stay there for months and learn to eat animals in a bush. And he was telling me the record they are going to go through before they come out within the 50 months. And I said, human beings go through such discipline for a physical battle. And we are fighting with, with bees we can't see. And we are joking. When we are supposed to be armies of the Lord and be in the upper room, we are in the supper room. Listen, by the time we are done with, with this meeting, most of us need to apologize to the Holy Ghost. How we have made season movies take the heart of Jesus Christ from our heart. How does a believer watch a season movie for eight hours a day? What is wrong with you? And you say, Lord, use me. You don't get this thing. The Bible tells us there is time for everything. When you're supposed to be reading your Bible and praying, and you're using that time for doing fruitless things, do you know what? Do you know the, the pain in God's heart for this generation? For me, he showed it to me. So I said, I will never joke with my Christian life. So I tell myself, I'm a Christian. I don't see myself as a pastor. I want to be a Christian. I want to be a Christian. I'm telling you. And I'm willing to pay that price. I'm willing. I'm willing. John Wesley would never ordain any pastor in his church who does not fast for twice in a week from six to four. What's happening? No soul winning again. Where's your fire? It's because you stop praying. If you want to be effective as a Christian, the first thing you begin is to repair your broken altar by prayer. By prayer. The early church succeeded because of prayer. The church in history succeeded by prayer. Go and check all the revivals. The Moravian revival. These people did a prayer chain of 24 hours. They prayed 24-7 for 100 years and over. You, you don't get what I'm saying. Prayer went on 24 hours a day for 100 years. Prayer chain. This one will go and eat. Come back. Come and take over from this one. This one will go and pray. Come back. Go. Everyone now. There was a chain. 100 years. And all the great movements that came birthed from there. John Wesley was a product of Moravian Revival. You see, there are some of you, there are generals that are supposed to encounter you to change. But because you are not changing. We must go back to the closet. We must go back to the closet. I'm telling you. We must go back to the closet.
And you see, oh, you don't know this thing. I have wept to the Lord. I said, Lord, I don't want to fail you in my generation. I don't want to leave my generation. And, and my generation will never recognize me. I made that decision and nothing can change it. You know the sacrifices? You don't get this thing. And let me tell you, until you make a move, God will not help you. He can't. Until you start waking up at dawn to say that, Lord, enough is enough. I've been joking as a believer for many years. It is over. I'm going to give myself to fasting. I'm going to give myself to prayer. All of a sudden, some new fire will happen to you. You will see that fire coming back. I'm always hungry. I'm always hungry for God. I'm always yearning for God. I read an account one time of this man we know as Billy Graham. They went for an excursion into the house of John Wesley of blessed memory. As they went there, people were rejoicing, watching all the things that were going on in his house, how his house was designed. And he entered into his prayer room and saw a carpet. And he saw the carpet torn with round holes. That was the holes his knees bore in the carpet when he prayed. And he put his leg inside. When they entered into the car, the one who was the instructor checking the lock of everybody that was in, they realized there was nobody, there was one person that was missing. They went back, they found him in John Wesley's prayer room with his knees entering into the holes of John Wesley's carpet. And he was crying and said, Lord, do it again. Do it again. And was weeping. It was out of the prayer we had, Billy Graham. A.A. Allen, one of the mighty men God used. He healed cancer in three seconds. I read one account. Oh my goodness. He fasted 40 days, five times a year. I'm not saying go and try it. <laughs> Start from somewhere. And you'll be shocked. You see, these people are not supermen. When I read the account, eh, the first day he started the 40 days, within three days, he went to eat spring rolls. And he locked the door and gave the keys to his wife. He says, unto I've encountered Jesus, don't open this door. He was there in that room. I'm sure if it was you, you'd be thinking where you'd where you be renating. By one of the days within that fast, Jesus appeared in his room and Jesus gave him 13 things that if he did, it would change his ministry. And that's why we heard of A.A. Allen. William Brown had the same account. He also went and fasted. T.L. Osborne had the same account and went into his library, locked the door and threw the key away. He stayed there until had an encounter with God. That's the account we heard of T.L. Osborne. Meaning hungry people are people who take God's kingdom. Where's your hunger? Few tears from your eyes. Yes. Few tears. I can stay in my room and weep in disappointment. I said, Lord, how come we miss this thing? How come? Lord, how come our generation is joking like this? And I'm weeping, Lord. Do it again in my generation. Why are your tears? Why are your tears? Listen, most of you are, see, the things that make you sad is bitterness, offenses. 
You know, all these kind of things. He offended me. I don't have time for that. Things that make me sad are divine things. Divine things. Say, Lord, Lord, I don't like this anger issue. Revive my soul. I don't like this masturbation. Revive my soul. I don't like this prayerlessness. Revive my soul. Revive my soul again, Lord. I want to have an encounter with you. Weep like a baby without caring who is around. I've wept many times. And I've seen God, I'm telling you. I've seen God. See God. See God. Do it again. The next one minute, just pray, say, Lord, do it again. Tell the Lord how hungry you are. I'm hungry for you. I'm desperate for you. Radaba Sudaba Daba Deepa Toshkabra Deepa I'm desperate for you. I'm desperate for you. I'm desperate for you. Jesus set me on fire again. Set me on fire again. There are 22 people here. Jesus said he's going to touch you. You are going to find the beginning of your ministry in this meeting. Where are the weepers? Those who cry for his glory. Show us your glory again. Show us your glory. Make us hungry again. Make me hungry again. Make me hungry. I am tired of lukewarmness. I am tired of procrastination. I am tired of normal Christianity. Give me fresh fire. At this juncture, it's not about any friend again. It's not about the person sitting beside you again. God is calling hungry men and hungry women to begin something new with them. Something new that has not been seen. Kalaposha. New prophets. New prophetesses. The Lord is calling you. Your heart is burning. You are not one I'm talking to. Your heart is burning. There is a yearning in your soul that Jesus, I want to break that alabaster box so that your fragrance will flow out of my life. Jesus, Jesus, lift your voice and pray and say, Jesus. A new hunger, hunger in my soul. 
Yendushibela Sulema Kuni Masapa. Restore my prayer life. Restore my devotional life. I'm desperate for you. I'm hungry for you. I'm desperate for you. I'm hungry for you. Give me your fire. I need your fire. Pour it again. Free my soul, Jesus. Do it again. 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 Jesus, do it again. Do it again. Jesus, do it again. Do it again. Do it again. up on your feet and lift up your hands. Your posture matters. Do it again. 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 Fire again. Do it again. Do it again. 
nations. We need to pray. Give us fire. We need your fire. Fill us again. Come on, pray. She Cry to Jesus. Makopai, I need your fire. Revive my heart again. Come on, pray. Yada, Akai, Rata, I need your fire. Yada, Akai, Ayai, Anai, Anai,
Just Lift up those hands now. There are three things the Lord is going to do now. I see addictions broken. I see healings, strange healings taking place. I see a fibro disappear right now. There is one lady here, you have not had your menses for a long time and you have started getting worried. Today, it is released. Amen. The Lord is healing someone's ovaries. Your ovaries. I see a surgery cancelled right now. Amen. I can see many angels moving to and fro in a mist. I'm seeing what looks like a ladder. I'm seeing a host of angels. As some are climbing, some are descending. The Lord says that there is a visitation over this church this morning. A strange visitation. Yes. Lord is healing many people here yeah pain is disappearing lump lump in the breast is disappearing now Amen. you can go and check it it's no longer there it's no longer there eye problems are being resolved I want the male ushers to be very vigilant. The next one minute. There's going to be a sweeping power of the Holy Spirit. Those who don't speak in tongues, get ready as your heart is already opened. Holy Spirit. 
breathe upon us breathe upon us can you see the spirit Lord you are welcome in this place Lord you are welcome it hasn't stopped open up your spirit man in this place Lord you are welcome in this place have your Holy Spirit thou art welcome in this place <laughs> some of you will start laughing Holy Spirit it's the joy of the Holy Ghost thou art welcome in this place Omnipotent Father of mercy and grace thou art welcome in this place some of you will start laughing in the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, <laughs> thou art welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, thou art welcome in this place. Be sensitive. Omnipotent Father. Of mercy and grace, thou art welcome in this place. Omnipotent Father of mercy and grace, thou art welcome in this place. Spirit, thou art welcome in this place. You are going to feel a mighty strong wind blowing. It's going to blow. It's going to blow. Omnipotent Father of mercy and grace. Omnipotent Father of mercy and grace, Thou art welcome in this place. For You are great, You the miracle so great. There is no one else like You. Look at that glory. There is no one else like you, for you are great, you are the miracles so great, there is no one else like you, there is no one else like you, and you deserve the glory. And, and the honor, 
I lift my hands in worship. I surpass your holy name. It is at the glory and the honor. Lord, I lift my hands in worship. Look at Jesus. I surpass your holy name. For you are great. No one else like you. There is no one else like you. <laughs> you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. And there is no one else. It's moving in this place. It's moving in this place. The spirit of the Lord. It's moving in this place. The spirit of the Lord. It's moving in this place. It's turning lives around. It's turning lights around. The spirit of the Lord is turning lights around. The spirit of the Lord is turning lights. It's moving in this place. Look at the Holy Ghost. It's moving in this place. The spirit of the Lord. It's moving in this place. The spirit of love. It's moving. Oh yeah, oh yeah, me be. You free. Can you see the angels? Oh, Chenara, yeah, 
just cast out right now. Amen. The Lord has done so many things in this meeting, you have no idea. If you are here, the Lord just healed you. Just lift up your hands now. You just had an instant healing. Just come forward quickly. Can you celebrate Jesus? Just come forward. Just come. Quickly. My time is up. Just come quickly. Look at that. Look at that. Now, before I ask about before I ask about what the Lord Jesus has done, if there's anybody here who is still having a certain pain in any part of your body, can you quickly come forward to me now? Yes. Before you testify, yes. come, come. Just line up here for me. Just come. The Holy Spirit's presence is still here. All right, where's the pain? Your back, the, here. You feel it now. So when you are healed, you'll be able to identify it. Put your hands there now. Lord Jesus, please heal your daughter now. I command this pain to leave the body in the name of the Lord Jesus. She's healed. Check it now. It's gone. She's crying. What did you just say? It's gone. It's gone. I know. 
Father, we complete this healing. It's not coming back again. Amen. Amen. What's the pain? Your neck and your back. You feel it now. Just come forward. Now look into my eyes. Look into my eyes. Alright. So the first one we prayed for healing. Struck the key now. Lift your hands. Worship. I am the Lord that he led thee. I am the Lord your healer. I sent my word and I heal your disease. I am the Lord your Look into my eyes. Look at me. Father, complete healing right now. In the name of Jesus. Out of the body. In Jesus' name. Check it now. Check it. You don't feel it? Glory to Jesus. All right. When I do it for the third person, all of you are going to receive it by faith because you are all going to be healed. I want a severe case. Who has a very who thinks his own is very severe? Severe case. Yours is severe. What's wrong? No. Okay, hold on. A pain, a severe pain. Your back. You feel it now. I want something nice around now. What's wrong? You have a pain now. You have it now. You feel it now. Come. So touch my head. Lord in Jesus' name. So put your hands at the back. Lord in Jesus' name. Heal your daughter now. Heal her now. I command the pain to come out in the name of Jesus. Open your eyes. Check it. Do what you could not do before. It's gone. Father, we thank you for healing. In Jesus' name. It's not coming Amen. back again. Alright, now put your hands wherever it is. The same faith is going gonna, is gonna to happen to you now. Lord, I command every infirmity to come out of the body. Give them instant healing now. In Jesus' mighty name. I command every pain to come out. Every disease, every sickness. Lose your hold now. In Jesus' name. Now you're going to shout right now. And that's the end. One, two, go. Begin to shout now. Check it. It's gone. You can go back. It's gone. It's gone. All right. Where were you? Where were you healed from right now? Your knee. It's gone. It's gone. My goodness. Your spine. It's gone. My goodness. Can we celebrate Jesus? Jesus. Lord. This is glorious. Yes. So what happened? Your stomach. It's gone. Wow. My goodness. Glory, Lord. Your your neck is gone. Glory, you, Lord. Four years now, my four years. My heel, it hurts and your knee. My heel. Your heel. Yeah. And where? So when I stand too much, that's it. I feel pain all over. But like before we were worshiping, like I just it just left. It just left. Glory. Left. My yeah. goodness. Can you celebrate the King of Glory right now? Glory! Jesus! 
in your ovaries. Your ovaries. Oh my goodness. Father, we call it Dan. In Jesus' name. What happened to you, sir? Your neck and your back is gone. It's gone. My goodness. If a man is testifying, then it's true. You woke up with a serious headache and it's gone. Oh, Jesus. Can you celebrate him? You service me right now in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. All right. Is there anyone who is connected to a name like Blessing? Who is Blessing? Where is she? I'm going to ask permission for the man of God to pray for her when we are done with service. Where is, where is Pastor? Can you lift up your voice and begin to thank the Lord? Just begin to thank the Lord and bless you. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, quickly, let me speak to some few people before we. There's a man who was yes, here. Yes, sir. Just come. Whilst we were ministering, I saw an angel just walk into the building and came where you were. And I saw the angel holding a sword and placed the sword on your right hand. And I saw what looked like, you know, these Google spectacles. It was placed on his eyes, and the Lord says, This man is being called as a prophet. Glory. And the Lord says, Tell him that there is a prophetic gift that I've placed upon him. As he begins to walk with me, I'll reveal myself in glorious ways that he will never be able to comprehend. If no one has told you, I am telling you, there is a prophetic call upon your life very soon as you begin to take your time in fastings and prayer you're going to be have you're going to be having certain strange prophetic dreams about people you're going to be around people you start sensing things about them you tell them the losses i should tell you that everything is going to be fine and the person is just going to start weeping it's going to be like a prophetic grace it's going to begin with intuitions impressions and strong dreams and the Lord says, I should tell you, if you ever doubted, he's confirming to you again that you are a prophet of God. And he's saying, I should lay hands on you and confirm that call upon your life. And after today, there is going to be a new zeal upon your life that God is going to use oh, to burst forth a lot of power in your life. Father, in the name of Jesus, I release grace over the life of your son let that prophetic walk begin now in the name of jesus give your son new fire give him new fire in the name of the lord jesus i thank you father in jesus name it's done there is a vision that i saw i don't know who that vision is to but can you close your eyes I saw an accident okay just close your eyes lift up your hands holy spirit please show me that person now that's her that's her bring her forward 
there is a demonic spirit it was like a gathering of people that, that met and what I saw in the spirit was that there was a meeting that went on and the agenda was that they are going to shed this lady's blood through an accident in the spirit I saw this lady in a trunk was like she was going to the Amasama road the Amasama road I don't know what she was going to do there whether going to visit someone she was traveling I saw her in a trunk it's a white 207 car and the number I was seeing there was GT 1404 15 I saw the driver in a blue faded shirt with a jeans and I saw that this man was beginning to overtake a tipper truck yellow I can see the car now and as he began to overtake the tipper truck he lost control over the car and I saw in a vision that the car got off the road and came to meet up with that tipper truck that was coming and it crashed everybody in that car and the Lord says that I brought you here as a prophet because I want to save my daughter from the trap of the enemy and listen to me Glory. I want us to bring the next one minute the Lord is going to turn things around in the life of this sister and that accident will be averted. No bloodshed required from the family will be used on her. Lift your voice and begin to pray right now. We cancel it right now. Lift your voice. Rapado sekete pray at a pariante in the ribado shadi atapa rapade pray cause the tele prato soto payadaba pay a ribado shadi prato sekete kete we cancel it right now in the name of Jesus amen oh the Lord is faithful I saw it like the people that were in the car were going for a funeral and they were all in black I'm seeing it it is cancelled who is Sarah where is she can I pray for her now Once, while I was praying for you, the Lord says, pray for your friend Sarah also. That's why I'm asking you that question because I saw that same thing going to her also in the US. Father, in the name of Jesus, we use this lady as a point of contact to Sarah. We come against that accident right now. In Jesus' mighty name. It is done. Is there a name that is connected to something like Frank with an O? So I saw Frank with an O, but the, the other name, the other names was, was covered like that. Frank Owusu. Who 
Where is he? Where is he? Please stand here for me. Anyone connected to a day like 24th October? Who's that? You are born on 24th October. No, she's the one I'm looking for. That's your date of birth. I want to understand this thing well. Who is that? Who is that? Okay. So, you're also part of the university? What course are you offering? So, so how do I start this thing? Sweetheart, come, let me pray for you. Yeah. I see you continue a part of your education abroad. And I also saw you do business. And the Lord is saying that I should pray for you because there is a door that needs to be released that has been shut. I see you furthering your education in the US. And the Lord is asking me to pray for you. Number two, there is something that has gone on on your prayer altar which has killed and quenched your fire. And the Lord says he actually called you an intercessor to stand for your family. But because you have stopped praying, so many things have destroyed so many things in the family. And the Lord, is, the Lord is saying that you should go back to your intercession prayers, especially for your family. Because out of it, he's going to bring a lot of them out of demonic plottings of the enemy. I'm going to pray for you now. But from Monday, you are going to start seven day fast. From six to four every single day. Can you? Father, let anointing come mightily upon her like never before. Restore her intercessory assignment once again. Let that visa be released. May it not tarry. I thank you, my father. I call it done in Jesus' name. Mary. 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 This Mary I'm talking about is dark.
Mensa. Mary Mensa. Who's connected to that name? Who's that? So you are Mensa and Mary is your grandmother. Wow. Please come here. Where is she? She's in Accra, but this is Accra. Okay. Can you imagine two people have grandmothers with the same name? Your grandmother too. Can you imagine? The Holy Ghost has a sense of humor. She's, is she alive? She's also in Accra. Okay, so lift up your hands. So the Holy Ghost is going to show us who I'm supposed to pray for. Holy Spirit, please help me. Help me. Who am I to pray for? Why did you mention this name? Show me the one Lord. Show me the one Lord. One, two, three, four, five. Power! Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's him. Just clap your hands for Jesus. Come be seated. Say, hey, do you notice your dreams? Uh huh. There is a serious plot. Hmm? You know a place called Secondi. Where is Secondi? So you live, you, you live in uh, Takrade. So you pass through Secondi before you get to Takrade. It's around that place. I, hey, you people are English students, so you know. I shall sit there. You don't talk about witchcraft, though. It's, a, it's allowed there. Eh? Because maybe you guys can, you know. You, you get it? You, you, know, you know, witches don't care about slurring, you know. We have to pray for this man. I saw a serious witchcraft attack against this guy. From Takrade. Where is your mother? Do you know she's suffering? You have a feeling. I'm telling you, it's not a feeling. Your mother is suffering. I saw a witchcraft power that has manipulated this guy's family. Eh? And that power is, is just frustrating the mother. Nothing is working in the life of this guy's mother. The spirit said he will destroy a marriage. Make sure that you never have anything called success in marriage. Finances gone. So what it has been planned is that this guy is just going to be struggling with financial issues. Struggle. And the spirit said this guy, he will make sure he will never complete school. But I'm telling you, I give him a scholarship. Amen. Amen. My friend, don't cry. I am telling you, don't cry. Listen, 
The Lord says his helper has been released in the spirit. God has given you a helper. First of all, I want us to stretch forth our hands towards him. We are coming against every power of darkness that is manipulating his mother. Everybody surrounding him, including this guy. Lift your voice and pray now. You have no idea the power of your prayer. academics I'm telling you there, there are some serious demonic stuff going on in the life of this guy but Jesus will set him free he will steady he will steady he will know that he has steadied when he stands to produce his mind just goes blank just like that then he's wondering what is wrong with me the Lord is setting you free today Father, as I lay hands upon your son, I set him completely free. Let him be released. Now in the name of Jesus. As you rise up, today is going to be the beginning of a new rising in your life. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. I bless your name. In Jesus' mighty name. It's done. 24th October. Lift up your hands. Let me pray with you. Lord, in the name of Jesus, this lady will not cry on that birthday of hers. Any dear person connected to her that was booked to die on that date we stand as oracles and we cancel it in the name of Jesus. Father, as I lay hands on your daughter, we call it done. Lose your hold, you devourer. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. It's done. In Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, we deliver him now. In the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, I re-establish your father. Whatever he has lost will cause restoration. In the name of Jesus. There is someone here, your father has lost a lot of money because of some business. He did. And some people are owing him huge sums of money. I don't know who that person is. But the Lord is saying that that money is going to be released. Yes. That money is going to be released in a month. When you go, go and tell that person. Go and tell your father. 
is going to be released in a month. I release that money now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. If you're here, um, you're believing God for a job, please come forward. I know there are students here, but in case someone came who is believing here for a job, just lift up your hands for me. Father, right now, let that door be released. Even if you are here standing for someone, your sibling, your brother, there's an anointing I came here with. Father, let there be a shift in the spirit. That capital that is required, I command it to be released now. In the name of Jesus. Father, let the door be opened. After today, they will see the power of what you can do. Give them testimonies now. I seal it. Let the phone calls come through. Let the doors be opened. In the name of Jesus. I call it done. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want five people to give me a thousand Ghana cities. Just quickly run forward. Quickly. Quickly run forward. I'm going to pray for you. Five people. You don't have it here. You want to bring it probably. Five people. One, two, three. Two more. Four. I'm coming. I'm going to pray for you. One more person. Thousand Ghana cities. I'm going to pray for you. Don't underestimate the power of giving. <laughs> I'm a man of crazy, crazy, crazy faith in giving. I can give you countless testimonies of what God has done. When it comes to prosperity, it doesn't answer to prayers, it answers to giving. One, two, three, four, five, six. I'm seeing three more people coming. Come. Two more. Come and join them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Three more. I'm going to make it ten. I'm going to stretch your feet. I wanted to pain you as you are coming. Yes. Three more people. Okay. I'll stretch it to 15. Yeah. I wanted to pain you. And for information, I'm not taking this money because of honorarium. Because the Lord told me that the whole of this year, I shouldn't take honorarium from anybody. So I'm not taking this because of your honorarium. I want something to change about your life. Last year, when I returned for my 40 days fast, the Lord says, go and sow your car. I said, hey. You know, when I think when the thing pains you like that it's a sacrifice and this is what unbelievers understand that we Christians don't understand an unbeliever can sacrifice a human being to be able to have wealth and we Christians are joking when he's pain, how will I survive listen if you think of how you survive you won't survive pain we are going to use it for the work of ministry one two three Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Two more people, two. I said it will what? Pain you. If it hasn't pained you, don't come. One more person. 
especially that person who is in serious financial crisis yes that person that's what I'm talking about thank you very much lift up your hands listen to me see I, I don't play gimmicks oh. I've been doing this thing for almost 15 years it's not gimmicks I want you to stretch your faith whatever you are trusting God for I want you to speak it forth now I sold my car when I returned from fast. This year, I went for 40 days fast. The same day I returned from the 40 days, someone bought me a car. That same day. This is no joke. Oh. <laughs> Whatever you are trusting God for, this is a sacrifice. You are giving out of pain. This is a giving you go and give and when you go back you are thinking what am I going to eat? How will I survive? How will I, how will I oh my goodness. Father if I found favor before you as I stand in your presence as your prophet I ask that you do something spectacular in your life that will shock the very core of their being give them strange testimonies that will blow off their minds sort them out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ I thank you because I know you are faithful in Jesus name come for an envelope Let every other name fade away Let every other name fade away Let every other name fade away Let every other name Five hundred Ghana cities. In case you are not hearing, it's five hundred Ghana cities. You are giving out of pain. Sacrificial giving. Do some. Uh, if you have never done some in your life, I want you to do some. If you are 20 or 25 is good. Let's come. Sacrificial giving. You will see testimonies. Kata balashata. Whatever you're trusting God for, speak it forth. From now to December, speak it forth. Envelopes. Yahweh, 
your people out of this sacrifice release your glory now in Jesus name thank you Lord please if I pick it up Cities. Just come, come, come quickly. Come. I said a surgery has been cancelled. This is the second time I'm seeing it. A surgery has been cancelled. You will not go for a surgery. If you have it here, you don't have to. Is there a moment number that can be? Lift up your hands. Whatever you're trusting God for, speak it for. Lift your voice. Let me have more envelopes. Father, I seal this miracle now. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, please come. Yes, climb the stage. I see you own your own company. A very huge company. I'm telling you. Yeah. A huge company. That company is going to be IT inclined. Very huge company. Going to supply ATM machines to banks. That's what I saw. It's going to be a joint company with you and some foreign investors. Mark this down. You'll see it happen. Where are the envelopes? Are envelopes finished? All right. Lift up your hands. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, let them know that you sent your prophet in the name of the Lord Jesus. And bless everything connected to them now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. It is done. All right, so you can wait here when the envelopes can be picked. 100 Ghana cities, just come. I'm going to give you a chance. 100 Ghana cities, 50 Ghana cities, run quickly and come. The moment number is there, so you can send it now. Just come. But make sure you come. If you have it physically, that's fine. If you don't have it, just come and take the envelope. Make sure you fulfill this pledge. Make sure you fulfill it. Whatever you're trusting God for, speak it forth. The Lord says he has given five scholarships out already. Someone here, you're trying to travel. You have been bounced about three to five times. The Lord says, do it again. They are going to pick you. Just pray. someone who is going for an interview I don't know what that interview is about but I saw a white flag on your right hand the Lord will give you grace 
keep, keep praying. Father, and all your children, I bless your holy name. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so man of God, do this. Man of God, please, do they sit down or they should wait for the envelope? So what do you want to do? What do you want to do? You look familiar. God will bless you. Huh? Bless you big time. He'll take you very far. Hmm? Father, release the blessing over your son. In the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Oh, give it up, give it up, give it up. I want to see your excitement. It's, a, it's like you are not happy. What administration? Please, the envelope is available. Do all those who got up, please come for it. Uh, share it for me. No, man of God. Please share it. as many as please come for your envelope. Glory to God. Prophet of God, the Lord honor you. We are so grateful. But I was just shown a request on WhatsApp. Somebody sent a request to one of the pastors to come and show me. The person said you mentioned four points and you went into only one. So they are pleading that you leave the four points with me so that I, I dispense it later on to them. They want all the nuggets, they don't want to miss out. Praise the Lord. We thank God for a very powerful, powerful, powerful session. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Lift up your hands towards heavens as the guys are receiving their envelopes. And thank God for the life of the man of God and ask that heaven will bestow upon him greater grace, greater depths of the, of the word, power, more fire. Open your mouth and pray for him. Lift up your hands towards the heavens and bless the man of God. Bless the man of God. As the heavens will open up and release more grace. Father, we thank you for your man's servant. We thank you for what you have done through him. We honor your name. Be glorified in his life. As he continually waits on you, Give him your fullness and be glorified. Lift him up, Lord. Let his footsteps, Lord, be traced in yours. Let his very being be filled with your fullness. Answer his heart cry. Reveal deeper dimensions of yourself to him. Quicken him in all your ways and be pleased with him Lord we thank you for his life his family and his ministry in Jesus name Amen Man of God we love you thank you so much 
Let's clap for him as he takes his leave. Let's celebrate him. Keep clapping as he takes his leave. Lord, we thank you for his life, his family, and his ministry. In Jesus' name, amen. And oh God, we love you. Thank you so much. Let's clap for him as he takes his leave. Let's celebrate him. Keep clapping as he takes his leave. Thank you for listening to this message. If you were blessed by this, share it with someone and be an agent of impactful change for the kingdom of God. God bless you.